Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Having It All podcast, the show about what it takes to live an abundant, loving life. My name is Matthew Bivens, and each week I'm helping you get out of your head so that you can truly have it all. Let's do it. What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Having It All podcast. I am so thrilled you're here with me, hanging out. We're going to have some fun today. For this episode, I am doing something I haven't done in a minute And I'm going to be addressing a topic that you all have sent to me. So today's conversation is all about healthy ways to deal with a breakup. And it comes from a listener. And this is going to be really cool. Um, Like I said, I haven't done this in a while, but I really love when I am able to address a topic or answer a question that you have. So we're going to dig into that today. And I know the topic of breakups is something that touches almost all of us. So my hope is that no matter where you are, you're going to be able to get something from this episode. Again, whether you're currently going through a breakup or you've gone through one in the past, my hope is that there's something you can pull from it and you can apply to your life right now. So that's going to be awesome. Let's kick things off with some magic. That's one of the things that we do here on the Having It All podcast. We talk about magical moments. And magical moments are those moments when we influence self, others, and life in an empowering way. And it's one of the ways that you know you are having it all. You know you're having it all when these moments are just happening and you're recognizing them and you're saying, oh my gosh, that is magic. And I was, was a part of the creation of that magic. And so I'm going to share an example with you today and then I encourage you to pause the episode and think of an example of magic in your life. So my magic is that I just got back from an absolutely incredible vacation in Southern California. Sarah, Maya, and I went out there to visit my dad, who lives uh, just south of, of LA, and we just had the most incredible experience. It was so much fun, and really there's magical moments all over the place from getting to try so many different new restaurants and and being treated to so many meals to just quality time with my dad and his family and just wonderful conversations and all of that. But the piece of magic I really want to highlight was a conversation that I had with my dad um, when we were cooking breakfast one morning. Uh, He and I were, were cooking some waffles and eggs and all that great stuff. And we were just 
talking. And through the course of the conversation, I shared with him some things that I hadn't told him before um, that he didn't know. And they were really about my emotional state when I was young. I, I share with my dad that when I was in middle school in particular and, and kind of going into high school, that I really struggled with self-esteem and confidence. And I shared with him that, you know, when I was, uh, I think, a junior in high school, I decided not to go out for the soccer team. I'd been playing soccer my entire life from four all the way up to when I was about 15, 16. And it was that that age range that I decided not to go out for the team. And I told my dad that I really wanted to focus on the SATs and I really wanted to focus on school um, because I really wanted to get a great uh, test score and get into an awesome college. That's what I told him. But in reality, I did not believe I was good enough to get on the varsity team. And I just really didn't have confidence, didn't have confidence in myself. I felt like that was too small, too undersized. And, um, you know, that was the primary reason. And he didn't know that. And all he knew is that his son played soccer from four until 16 and then just quit. And so I shared with him what was really going on with me. And it was just really, really powerful to hear him listen and receive it and kind of process it for himself because, you know, as a parent, you want to be there for your kids when they're struggling. And when I was a kid and when I was struggling, I didn't tell anybody. I didn't let on I didn't, let, I didn't let anybody in that I was struggling. So I watched him as he processed what I was sharing. Um, and then I just listened to him as, as he shared what was coming up for him and, and how he felt. And also what he observed, because he has observed some things. Um, by that time, my parents were divorced and I didn't live with my dad, but I saw him, you know, every other week. And so he was still observing things with me and my behavior and, and, and how I was sort of uh, dealing with life. So he wasn't shocked that there was some confident stuff going on and self-esteem stuff going on, but um, it, it still, I think, was a little bit of a surprise to him. So that whole experience of that conversation where I just shared and he listened and he shared, like that was so magical, so magical, you know, to influence myself to open up and be vulnerable with my dad. And it led to us connecting on this very, very deep level. Um, and it was just it was beautiful. And that right there is a moment um, and a memory that I'm going to to just remember and hold with me uh, forever. So that's the big piece of magic that I want to share from my recent trip. And now, if you're feeling inspired, hit pause on the episode. Go ahead and pause it and just take a moment to think, how have I influenced myself recently? How have I influenced another person recently? Or how have, have I influenced life? And if you just take a moment to think, I'm sure you're going to come up with so many different examples of magical moments. And that's really what it means to be living an abundant, loving life. It's having these magical moments pop off all over the place and recognizing them. So I invite you to do that. And then we're going to move on to listener love. And today's listener love is connected to the topic of today's episode. Uh, Because like I said at the top of the episode, this comes from a a message from a listener. So big, big shout out to Alex. Alex, I thank you so much. You and I have had some really powerful conversations and you have been uh, a a supporter of the podcast for a long, long time. So thank you, Alex, for 
once again reaching out and sharing this um, this topic that we're going to dig into today. So before I read it, um, if anybody wants to be like Alex and connect with me on Instagram or just connect with me in general, I love receiving uh, topic ideas for the podcast. I love receiving feedback on the podcast. And that can be in the form of things you like and things you don't like. You know, you can give me some suggestions on what you'd like to see me do different. Um, and I just love to, 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 to receive shout outs. Like, you know, people just saying, hey, what's up? I dig the show. Just wanted to say, hey, that type of thing really fills up my tank. So if you want to do that, you can hit me up on Instagram, Matthew underscore Bivens. You can direct message me there. You can also hit me up on my email, mattcbivens at gmail.com. I would love to connect with you. All right. I'm going to read Alex's note, and then we're going to get into the meat of things today. So Alex hit me up on Instagram, and here is the message. I have a question. Do you have a podcast already, or could you make one on healthy ways to deal with a breakup? Healthy ways to deal with a breakup. Alex, I love the message, short and sweet, and I went back into the archives, and I didn't see anything specifically on dealing with a breakup, so that's what you're going to get today. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping, so he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, I have gone through several breakups in my life, and the, I don't want to say the biggest one, because, I mean, how do you really measure that? But um, the breakup that I struggled with the most, and the one that, that uh, was, is really the one that was most recent, and that was a relationship of four years, and we dated through the end of my college into the beginning of my working career. So this was my, my junior year of college, senior year of college, going and actually through graduate school and into the very beginning of my working career. So for me, there was a lot of stuff happening in, in that period of time. Um, and for her as well, she was going through you know, the, the, the tail end of her college career and really thinking of and you know, trying to figure out what she wanted to do for her next step. So it was this really pivotal time in my life, um, in both of our lives, in our, what, mid-20s? Yeah, mid-20s. And um, for me, that's the breakup that really I struggled with the most, right? Like I had to, I really had, had a hard time dealing with that breakup. So that's the one that comes to mind uh, when I think of this topic of, of healthy ways to deal with the breakup. And that's what I'm going to pull from. I'm not a relationship guru or anything like that. Um, I am a guy who is very intentional about relationships who has grown a tremendous amount when it comes to the way that I approach relationships. 
Um, I'm a guy who has grown tremendously in my maturity around relationships, around sex, around love, around intimacy. Um, I have really gone from, you know, some some very immature ways that I dealt with with my emotions and my feelings and all of that to uh, a very different place now. And when I look back, for me, and I believe this is true for a lot of people, for me, I was, my views on relationships and, and sex and intimacy really got locked in at like a young age. You know, it got locked in when I was in middle school. That's kind of where, how, how far my views of, of sex, for example, had progressed. Meaning I learned about sex in, you know, elementary school and middle school through sex ed and having the, the, the quick sex talk with my dad. But then I really got into watching porn and that shaped a lot of my views of sex and intimacy and sexuality and masculinity and, and relationship dynamics. A lot of that came from porn. A lot of that came from movies. And it was those very, very pivotal years of my middle school years and, and high school years when I felt like those ideas really locked. So I had this mentality of a middle schooler or a high schooler like my emotional maturity around relationships and sex was locked in on that middle school and high school age range. So I'm talking like 13, 14, 15, 16 years old. And I believe a lot of folks have that same thing. That's the maturity that, 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 that you have around relationships and sex that gets locked in in those, in those ages. And not very many people mature beyond that. So we go through life having this 15-year-old's perspective on relationships and relationship dynamics. We go through life having a 15-year-old's perspective on sex and sexuality and, and, and the interplay with all those things. And so that was very much me. And that's the context I want to give you before I dive into healthy ways to deal with a breakup because I did healthy things and not very healthy things when I was working on dealing with this breakup. So I'm going to list them off now, and this is no particular order, but these are things that I highly recommend. I talk about this with clients when, when they're dealing with breakups. And so these are the things that I highly recommend to approach the, the ending of a relationship in a healthy way. So the first thing I want to say is you have to allow yourself to feel. You have to. You know, when a relationship ends, it can be very emotional, Right, even if it's a short relationship or a long relationship, those emotions can be incredibly strong and heavy, and we can feel all sorts of types of things. And you really have to give yourself space to feel, and that might look like crying, that might look like getting angry, that might look like whatever it is. Those emotions they're coming up for a reason, and you gotta let them come up and out. And, and fellas in particular, we have this tendency to push emotions down. You know, we say men don't cry and other stuff like that. It's like we want to push these emotions down and we want to deny the fact that we have them. But that emotional energy, like that energy is not going away. It's going to, do, to go somewhere. And when we don't allow it to come up and come out, then that can lead to, to us really having this chip on our shoulder becoming bitter, becoming resentful, 
really, it, it, it can have such an impact on how we view the relationship that has ended and how we view relationships going forward. It can totally change how you view potential partners, right? You may, you may move forward now no longer having trust because you didn't allow yourself to feel those emotions that were coming up. So it's so important to just create the space to allow yourself to feel. Now, here's the thing. With that, you also have to make sure that you don't go overboard, right? It's, it can be easy to go overboard with just with, with the amount of, of feelings and just the, the, the bigness and the duration, right? Like shutting yourself off in your house for months on end, right? And just feeling down all the time, that is not going to help with your healing. That's not going to help you to move on from this relationship that has ended. Even when you tell yourself, that's just my process, you have to, to be able to recognize that, you know what, this is a healthy way to deal with it. This is a healthy way to feel the emotion and express myself. And this is an unhealthy way, right? And un unhealthy tends to be, I know in my experience, it was when I started to neglect those things that were otherwise very healthy for me. So for me and, and that, relation, that big relationship in my life, when I was going through the midst of that relationship ending, you know, I really wanted to keep the sadness away as much as I could. You know, I definitely had some of the, the, the complex of, of men and crying and, and, and feeling, you know, uh, wimpy because of that. You know what I mean? I had that going on. But at the same time, I had recognized that I am a sensitive person. I am an emotional person. So when I was going through that relationship ending, when I decided to let those feelings come out and I let them wash over me, you know, they were heavy at first. I'll, I'll, I won't lie. Like those were some heavy emotions. I'm talking like sitting on the floor of my shower with the water hitting me, just crying type of heavy, you know? But I found that once those emotions came up and I let them out, I always felt better, right? Like I always felt the sense of, of lightness come over me. And it was like I needed to allow the energy to pass through me. And then what happened often, because I went through a lot of crying in the weeks and months after this breakup. What happened is that after I allowed the emotion to come out, after I let the tears fall, I, I started to just organically feel encouraged. Like I felt encouraged that I would be in another significant relationship again. I didn't know when, but I just, I just felt like, yes, I would love again. And I also started to get excited about the idea of, of loving on myself, of like, how can I take myself to the next level? And I also started to feel grateful for what I had had and what I had experienced. And I was able to get to those feelings of encouraged I would love again, excited about loving on myself, and grateful for what I had. I got to those feelings by allowing myself to feel. And so that's the first thing I want to share. It's just, you got to allow yourself to feel. You know, men, allow yourself to feel. You have those emotions. That emotion is energy. And we know that you cannot create nor destroy energy. You can just transmute it. So that energy of the pain, of the sadness, of the hurt, of the tears, 
That energy does not go away. You cannot destroy it. It's simply going to be transmuted. It's simply going to turn into something. And when we don't allow it to come out, it stays in there. It just wreaks havoc on us. Okay, so we have to let that emotion up and out. That's the first thing I want to share. The second thing I want to share just as a healthy way to deal with the breakup is we have to recognize that, you know, if there is a pattern, if we see a pattern in this breakup to the previous one, the previous one and previous one, then we have to recognize that we will continue to repeat experiences until we've learned the lesson from them. I'll say it again. You will continue to repeat something until you've learned the lesson, at which point you will move on to the next thing. And it happens so often in relationships. And what it looks like in relationships is we keep attracting the same types of partners. We keep allowing the same types of treatment and we keep creating the same type of, of outcome. And so if you look back on your relationships that have ended and you start seeing these patterns emerge, like the same type of, of personality traits or they end the same way or you end up having the same types of fighting, you know, like those are the things that you want to look back on and recognize, hey, you know what? There's some lesson here for me. There's something here for me to take away. And I am not getting the lesson. That's why I keep repeating the experience. And so we also want to, I also want to, 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 to remind you that there are things you can control in a relationship and things you cannot control, right? You've heard me talk about the circle of influence versus the circle of concern. It's a concept from seven habits of highly effective people. Circle of influence, those are the things that you have control over. Right? Like you can control your behavior, you can control your thoughts, you can control you know, your habits. Circle of concern are the things that you cannot control. And it's the areas that if we focus on the circle of concern, we are going to continue feeling frustrated, continue feeling sad, continue all of those feelings that aren't serving you, that aren't helping you heal. And when you look in your circle of influence, the things you can control, that's when you can start to extract some lessons. Okay, what, what was I doing in this relationship that led to it ultimately ending? Who was I being in this relationship that contributed to the problems we had? How was I contributing to the breakdowns that we experienced in a relationship? It's those types of questions that can help you to discover whatever the lesson is, whatever that big thing is that you are, are meant to, to learn from the experience, that once you learn it, you will now evolve and now you will go to the next level and you won't, ideally, you won't repeat it again. So I totally recommend that one healthy way to deal with the breakup is to reflect on it and extract those lessons, those things that you can take with you into your next experience. For me, when I, if this was months and months later, maybe even years later after the relationship had ended, I realized that I had a lot of jealousy issues, a whole lot of jealousy issues. I had self-esteem issues and self-confidence issues. I had all sorts of stuff that was truly having an impact on how I was showing up in the relationship. When I was being possessive, when I was being jealous, 
when I was being frustrated, when I wanted to try to control, you know, when, when I want, didn't want her to have a whole bunch of really close male friends because I felt threatened, right? Those are all things that if I didn't recognize those patterns, I was just going to repeat it. I was going to bring that same jealousy into the next relationship. I was going to bring those same self-esteem issues into the next relationship. I was going to bring those same worthiness issues into the next relationship or the, the issues I had around myself sexually, right? And, and the, the image that I had about who I was supposed to be and how I was supposed to show up as a man in the bedroom. If I didn't, didn't notice those things and recognize that those areas were keeping me from having the beautiful, connected, loving, exciting, passionate relationship that I truly wanted, then I was just going to be doomed to repeat them again. And so I saw it. I saw how my behavior directly contributed to the relationship ending. I'm not saying cause because I believe both people in the relationship contribute to the outcome. So I'm not going to say I caused it, but I totally contributed it. I threw my ingredients into that soup pot and she threw hers in there. And I can't control the stuff that she brought to the table, right? I can only control me. And so once I realized that I had these issues and I had these areas of opportunity, right, areas for me to work on, I made a choice. I made a choice to do something about it. And for me, that really looked like learning how to accept myself more fully, how to like myself and then eventually love myself. And so some of the things that I did is I started to date myself. Like I started to take myself out on dates. I would take myself out to the movies. That was something that I loved to do. I loved doing it when we were together. I didn't want that to end now that I didn't have a, a partner anymore. So I started doing that for myself. I would take myself out to a movie. I would also take myself out to dinner and lunch, like go sit at a restaurant by myself. The idea of that was like terrifying initially, but you know what? I wanted to, to, to treat myself that way. Like if I want to be dated, let me go ahead and start dating myself. And then I'll attract a partner who will want to come date with me, right? And so I started to do that. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I also started to prioritize my health in new ways. You know, I, I started falling in love with running. And really the part of running I loved was the mindfulness. Like I got an hour to just be with my thoughts and be with myself. And so I started to be very intentional about mindful running you know, running where I'm just, it's just me. I'm just with my thoughts, with my surroundings in the present moment. And that led to me getting into meditation. 
I also started to write down my thoughts and, and express myself through journaling. And that was so huge for me because it helped me to express myself in the future, like with my future partners. It, it helped me to express myself more easily because I had started this, this practice of writing down how I was feeling. And I still have those journals. Like I still have maybe four or five journals that I actually started them when I was in the relationship, but I really exploded with my writing when the relationship ended. And so those were things that I, I was doing after I recognized like, man, this jealousy was a huge contributing factor to the relationship ending. And man, my dishonesty was a huge contributing factor. And wow, I was withholding so many things. And that directly had an impact on the relationship ending. So next thing I want to share with you of healthy ways to deal with the breakup is it's actually tied to the last thing. It's really about cultivating your own identity and, and your own independence. Because it's so easy to become lost when you're in a relationship. It's so easy to start having these codependent tendencies in a relationship and to start feeling like that, that you, you need the other person for your happiness. You can't be happy without them. Or that you need the other person for love. You can't feel love unless they tell you I love you, unless they show you they, that, that they love you. It's so easy to start going down that path where you form this strong attachment to another person. And there's a difference between attachment and connection. A simple way that I like to illustrate it is connection is like two strong magnets, right? When you have two magnets of, of the, the diff, opposite poles and they come together, boom, they, they connect and they are like locked in there. But you can separate them, right? And when you separate two magnets, they separate cleanly because they're two independent things that are coming together. Attachment is like when you glue two pieces of paper together. Glue two pieces of paper together and then try to take them apart. It tears. It's messy, right? And it's because those attachments, when you are attached, really attached, and then the relationship ends, it tears and it's messy. And so there's a difference between the connection, having connection and being attached. And I'm always recommending you go for connection. But what's required of connection is to have two independent people that choose to come together. Two people who are solid in themselves, who know who they are, who know what they're about. Two individuals who then make the conscious choice to come together as a pair, as a unit. And so for me, you know, I talked about dating myself and getting into health and, you know, journaling and things like that, but, and actually not, but, and I started to explore more of what I really loved, you know, things that I told myself I wouldn't do or couldn't do when I was in the relationship. And so I really started to get deeper into my hobbies, you know, and at the time I was really into art. I was really into painting, especially sneakers. I love to, to customize Air Jordan sneakers and Nikes and stuff. And so I really got into that and I, and, I, and I dove into my art and I dove into creating. I also got deeper into fitness, like I said, got into running, started going to the gym more often, started to really pay attention to my, 
my fitness, my physical fitness, my food, you know, the things I was eating and drinking, all of that stuff. I even went went so far as to get a dog. You know, I really wanted that dog and and you know, he served as a companion for me for 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 many years and and it was a beautiful relationship I had. And I also got myself a tattoo. That was something that I had in my mind as well that I really wanted and uh, I didn't just jump and get like this impulsive tattoo. I actually went through this, this cool process of saying, you know what? Once I pick a design, I'm going to sit on that design for a full year before I actually get it. Just to make sure that this isn't a, 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 an impulsive thing. And that's what I did. And so I started to, to form my identity as me, not as me as part of a relationship, but as me, as Matthew. And one of the things that happened is I got very comfortable being alone. Before that, I was not comfortable being alone. I was very lonely. But there's a difference between being alone and being lonely. Like, you can be very happy being single. You can be very happy and content with being with yourself. You don't have to be lonely. And that's a story, right? We have this fear of being single, this fear of being alone. And that fear ends up resulting in us potentially making impulsive decisions, jumping into different relationships. And this is actually funny. There, there's, um, I saw recently in the, not, not the news, but in some of the, whatever, uh, Emma Watson, she's from Harry Potter. She played Hermione in Harry Potter. She has used this term, I think it was self-coupling or self-partner, to describe her being single. And basically what she was saying is she felt very empowered being single. She feels very comfortable and confident being single. And that goes against a lot of the narrative out there, especially as a young woman of her age. I think she's in her late 20s or maybe she's even in her 30s. And when, you know, when people start getting into their your 30s, you start feeling all this pressure to be in a significant relationship. You start feeling the pressure to get married and the pressure to have kids, especially women. You know, women feel the pressure to have kids and, and to start a family and all of that stuff, I imagine, well before 30. So here is Emma Watson recently talking about being so comfortable, you know, loving on herself and being in a relationship with herself that she doesn't need the, the other, other people, other partners. And that is the same sort of thing that, I'm sharing with you. Like that's the same sort of process that I went through. It was, you know, I didn't feel comfortable being alone. I didn't feel comfortable being single. So now let me work on that. Let me work on being totally comfortable in my own skin with who I am and being by myself, being with myself so that I don't just try to jump in a relationship next because I, I'm scared of being alone. And for me, you know, I didn't do a lot of dating so one of the fears for me was, oh my gosh, I don't date a lot. This is totally new for me, this, you know, like dating, uh, uh, like going through a period of dating. And I was just scared of that. Like, what if I never find somebody else was one of the thoughts that came up for me. And so me learning to be comfortable with being single, being comfortable with myself, being comfortable with being alone and not being lonely, that was a huge thing for me. I think that's a very healthy way to deal with the ending of a relationship so that you don't simply jump into the next thing 
right? We talk about getting into those rebounds, those rebound relationships. There's a lot of growth and healing that can happen when you take that time in between relationships. When you take that time, when, when one relationship ends and you just, you sit with it and you, you extract the lessons and you love on yourself and you make those deposits and you learn about who you really are, so many awesome things can come from that. I got two more things I want to share about how to help, how to deal with a healthy relationship or sorry, excuse me, how to deal with a healthy breakup, huh. how to deal with a breakup in a healthy way. There we go. The second to last thing is to really pour yourself into serving and helping other people, you know, because when we're, when we go through that breakup, it's all about us. It's all about me. It's all about my feelings. It's all about, you know, all the things that I'm losing, all the things that I no longer have. That's just, that's how we think. But when you start to focus on other people, give back, volunteer, create something that's going to uplift or benefit the lives of others, then that really has this beautiful uh, 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 effect of shifting your perspective, lifting up your mood, right? Changing your focus. It improves your, your, the way you feel about things. It has so many benefits and those are well-researched, right? There's, there's tons of research and studies out there that show the, the positive impact of giving back and helping others, especially when you're feeling down yourself. And so for me, I really poured myself into my work. At the time, I was working in this startup company and we were really, really behind this mission to help people connect with their memories. It was a photo printing startup. And so it was all about helping people to connect with really the magical moments in their life. So I really just poured myself into that mission, poured myself into the work, and I poured myself into our customers. I, I had, I had um, a, a very close connection with the customers and, you know, I, I wasn't in customer service, but I was really close in that department. And so I just made sure that every person who came across my desk, like they felt tremendously cared for. And I even adopted this mantra of be awesome because I felt that if I could be awesome, it was going to impact all the different things that I touched. And so pouring myself into others, pouring myself into something positive and uplifting that really benefited other people was a, a, a tremendous way that I was able to move through uh, dealing and healing from that relationship ending. And then the last one, this was one of the biggest for me, leaning on friends and family and a supportive community. You know, because sometimes it is hard to pull yourself up. Sometimes when you're just in a deep emotional hole and things hurt and it feels so heavy and it feels like it's never going to end, it can be incredibly hard to have any hope. It can be incredibly hard to, to see the silver lining. It can be hard to just to do daily things, like get dressed, make yourself a healthy meal, go out in the sunshine, leave your bed. It can be so hard to do those things, particularly when you're in those first days and weeks or even months after breakup. And so having some awesome people in your corner who can be there for you and can help you in those times is is important and can be incredibly crucial to you being able to go through the process of of healing and growing from the relationship ending 
And that's something that you can cultivate now if you're in a relationship or cultivate now if you've gone through a recent breakup or maybe a breakup a while ago, or if you are in the midst of it, right? If you're in the midst of having a hard time with a breakup, you can reach out to friends and family and community. You can reach out in, in however way that it looks, but just let people know that, hey, you could use a little bit of love. You could use a little bit of help. For me, I had this, I still have this amazing friend uh, and, and she was so just crucial for me in those first days in particular because those first days after the breakup, I was not eating. I was just so down and she was the one who literally helped me get out of the house. I remember so vividly, she was like, we need, we, we got to get you out of the house. We got to go and get some food. So we went to Flying Biscuit. It's this breakfast restaurant that was near where we lived. And I remember just sitting in the restaurant and, you know, the sun was shining and there was music and lively conversation. And I just remember feeling so awkward and uncomfortable in all of it. But I'm so happy she made me do that. I'm so happy she, she got me up. I probably ate like a third of my food. And, you know, that gesture and just knowing that I had somebody who was there to help me was so instrumental for me. It, it really, really was. And, you know, she helped me get over the most challenging part of, of my breakup. And I really credit her with, with helping me get back into my power and getting onto this path of, okay, what can I learn from this breakup? What can I take away? What are the magical moments that I can reflect on? What can I be grateful for? Where can I start to work on myself, right? And it was, it was all of that stuff unfolded. And I believe it, it still would have happened, but having her in my corner just allowed the healing to happen quicker. Instead of maybe taking months and months for me to start feeling somewhat normal, it took weeks. And so if you're going through that, that breakup right now, if you're going through you know, the ending of a, of a big relationship and you're feeling alone and you're feeling like you don't have anybody, then I highly recommend just kind of scan and see who could you reach out to or, you know, who could you just just give a little little indication that you might want some support and some love or who is currently reaching out to you that you are ignoring, who is checking on you and, and you just aren't taking their call or you aren't telling the truth. Maybe they're asking you how you're doing and you're not being honest with them. You're not saying I'm having a hard time, Right having those people in your life is enormous, right? Because when one relationship ends, we don't want to feel like we have lost a support structure, that we've lost a source of, of love. It's like we have those things around us. And sometimes we seem to open our eyes and recognize that there is an abundance of love around you right now. It's there. You just need to open yourself up to it, right? Look at it. Tune your, your antenna to that frequency. So those are my healthy ways to deal with a breakup. And, you know, breakups are never easy. They're not fun, you know, but it is part of, it's part of life. And it's part of the experience of being in a relationship with another person and sharing yourself with another person, right? Sharing yourself intimately, being vulnerable and open. It's one of the risks. It really is. And, I'm, I believe it is so worth the risk. 
right? It is, it is so worth the risk of going through a breakup to experience all the magical moments that a relationship can deliver. And again, I believe the relationship can deliver an insane amount of magical moments when you are a strong, centered, grounded, empowered individual. When you come into the relationship having healed some of those major traumas, having overcome some of your major emotional challenges, or perhaps you're in the process of addressing them. But you don't want to enter a relationship with a lot of things that you are unwilling to look at or a lot of things that you are repressing or a lot of things that you are denying, right? That just can, can add to the soup of stuff that can ultimately lead to a breakup. So if you're going through a breakup right now or you have gone through one recently, this is a, an, an ideal opportunity for you to really look at yourself and see where you have opportunity to love yourself to a deeper level. Where do you have opportunity to take care of yourself and prioritize you? Where do you have opportunity to, to forge your own identity separate from another person? Where is your opportunity for you to date yourself, to be kind to yourself, to talk nicely to yourself? How can you become the partner that you desire to have? That right there will change so much for you in the present and in the future. If you answered the question, how can you become the partner that you desire to have? And if you do that, and if you are able to look at this recent breakup as a, a, a something to be grateful for, to recognize the magic in, and to extract the lessons from, then that's going to put you in such a beautiful place to be able to grow and to be able to heal and to be able to level yourself up so that the next relationship that comes around is one that's more aligned, is one where you are two powerful individuals coming together to create a truly synergistic experience. Synergy is when one plus one equals a thousand, right? You don't want to be 0.5 plus 0.2 and bring that into a relationship. No, you want to bring your full self and have a person who's also bringing their full self. And together, you guys can create something truly, truly magical. That's the experience that I have today in my relationship with Sarah. We are two people who are coming together to, to, to play for championships in life. And that means if you are trying to form a champion caliber team, you've got to have champion level individuals, right? And that's who we are. But it was going through some tough breakups, doing a lot of self-examining, allowing myself to feel and express those emotions. All of those things have contributed to me being the person I am today and me having the relationship that I have today. So if you're, if you're going through a breakup, my wish, my desire for you is that, or my hope is really that you, you got something from this podcast that can help you to deal with the breakup in a healthy way, in a healthy way, where you emerge stronger, more connected with yourself, feeling more worthy, right? Having your tank, your love tank being filled up by you first and foremost. That is my wish for you because from there, you can go and create a truly awesome next relationship. So, Thank you so much for joining me today. Big shout out, big thanks to Alex. Alex, I appreciate you once again for reaching out on Instagram and for just prompting this, this really 
powerful, um, awesome episode. So Alex, thank you. And for everybody listening, thank you for just participating in this conversation. Uh, once again, I hope you got something from it. If you want to let me know what you took from the episode or you want to give me some some feedback or share with me, you know, how you've seen things that you've done for for uh, for you to be able to healthily deal with a breakup, then reach out to me on Instagram, Matthew underscore Bivens or my email, mattcbivens at gmail.com. I would love to hear it. I can add some of your tips to the show notes on this episode and we can keep uh, keep all the, the powerful energy out there for health and healing, and uplifting, and all that great stuff. So, I am complete for the day, for today's episode. My name is Matthew Bivens. Thank you again for joining me, and here is to you having it all. Quick note about the Having It All podcast. I am not a doctor nor a licensed therapist. I'm a guy with a story and a passion for conscious conversation. My thoughts, opinions, and beliefs are my own. So please consult with your doctor or healthcare provider regarding any questions or issues you have related to your personal, physical, or mental health. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.